Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, all subsidiaries therein of four. Also the leader of the number one club. Just want to welcome you to part two of the best of 2020 for the Oh Dear Podcast. Happy New Year. Thank you guys for listening. I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. So see you then. And here it is. I said, as usual, Brett's the only one not drinking. <laughs> Do we need to start an intro? Uh, yeah. well, hey, welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Oh Dear Nation. Live from oh the quarantine. From yeah, quarantine here we are. Out. Stuff is getting pretty serious out there, so yeah. we had to bring in a couple extra uh, added members to the Odeer family. Very valued members of the Odeer family. So valued that they're married to two of the co-hosts. I know. Even Uh, Beavis is trying to get in this. I had no choice. We are are joined by Sarah Ashey. (laughs) And I'm just going to say Tosh, because that's how I always call you. I I don't know. Wait, did you adopt Christian's last name? No. Thank God. You did it? (laughs) No, you don't adopt the last name of someone who's doing Sydney Significantly poorer than you. Holy <laughs> oh, shit. Well, Sarah didn't take my name either, so. I said you should, you should become an Ashy. That's what I said. The rule stands, guys. The rule stands. Hi, Boo uh, How are we all doing, guys? We're good. First off, we probably should get into the biggest story of the day. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> like every old person, he retired to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I can't Wait, believe he did it. Team? Sorry. Yeah, yeah he, did. He, he left the Patriots and now he's going to play for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Amazing. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> that is real. Tom Brady is so egotistical, he's trying to take the thunder away from an international oh, pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that feels right, doesn't it? What an asshole. Yeah. Well, it's like I'm on my phone, they're like, uh, 3,000 dead, and then the next alerts, Tom Brady is leaving the Patriots. I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> 3,000 Patriots fans committed suicide. <laughs> People on Twitter were like, this is so mean for him to do this to uh, Patriots fans on St. Patrick's Day when they're not allowed to go to the bar and drink. Mm. Uh, Uh, That that is very funny. This is the least St. Patrick's Day feeling St. Patrick's Uh, Day I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. Well, just so people know, uh, we are doing this podcast remotely. Um, Natasha and Christian are in their beautiful new apartment. Whitmer, I can only assume, has taken Sarah to one of his eight bug out bunkers. Uh, so romantic down here, you guys. There's so much rice. Yeah, there's so much rice. So much. Yeah, did you guys know that pee is sterile? <laughs> I, one time, uh, I talked about this before, but I wrote a sketch about um, Whitmer having a secret bunker, and then everybody like had already known about it for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And then he recorded some audio for it, but the line that killed me, and I've said this before, but the line that killed me that he made up on the spot was, you guys ate all the Denny Moore stew? <laughs> and it just made me laugh so much because I was so specific that like, he definitely had a bunker of Denny Moore stew. Yeah, we up. had we had several cans of Denny Moore stew in our bu- in our basement <laughs> on the mountain. We had so much. Whitmer, do you find that did you whether because there are a lot of like um, food companies that are actually specifically geared towards doomsday prepping, like they are meant to, they are sold in these giant buckets that are. They're enormous buckets. Were, did those exist when you were, you know, you, a young you mean, was there, you mean, was there like a blue apron for doomsday prepping? <laughs> 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 no, there wasn't. We had to go get the rice ourselves. <laughs> no, but there are there are real companies that like they're known as the doomsday prep blue apron. Effectively, yeah. those, they didn't exist for you. No. 
So you, are, would you say current doomsday preppers just don't get it? No, no. They, they don't get the struggle, man. When we were coming up in the game. <laughs> you had to field dress a squirrel. We had to do it ourselves. They didn't just, the squirrels didn't just arrive already field dressed. <laughs> what did I ask you? What did you not eat? You hadn't eaten something the a other kiwi. day. A kiwi. I've never had a kiwi before he never had until a kiwi, yesterday. And I was like, <laughs> so you've eaten squirrel, but you've never yeah. eaten. A kiwi, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." So we had kiwi the other day. Kiwis, as it turns out, aren't indigenous to my mountain. So yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. What did you think of the kiwi? It was okay. <laughs> well, he cut it the wrong way. He cut it the wrong way, so we were fine. like eating the the hard. Part. I wasn't sure it was fully ripe. Yeah. So how are you? It won't join. Mm. I was gonna say, how are you guys doing? Everybody safe? You feeling okay? Yeah, Tosh and Chris, step in. I haven't felt sick. Have you felt sick? Yeah. Uh, Oh shit. I've had a runny nose, but that's it. I mean, it's. No fevers. No okay. fever. No, no fever. cough. But everyone, but that's what everybody says. They're like, all the symptoms are like really mild, and then they like people walk around I, and just give it to everybody. I think because everyone think- has a form of it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, autism or wait what? <laughs> Pretty much like everything. It's like HPV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everybody so. has it. It's fine. All I can think of is it feels like uh, there is an episode of Walking Dead where Rick goes up to his crew and he just goes, and it's the big moment of the season finale, and he goes, "We're all infected," and that's how I feel about coronavirus. I think we are all carriers of it. Yeah. yeah. We just don't know it. Some of us are asymptomatic. Others of us. By the way, I've started to get really good at speaking the lingo because I'm at my sister's house in Virginia. My sister is an infectious disease doctor. Oh shit! Uh, So she is. She's literally had conversations with Anthony Fauci. Oh shit! Uh, So yeah, I mean, this is like your sister's Super Bowl then. Yeah. Right. We should be talking to her, not you, Brett. Overworked as shit, and has her two brothers staying at her house. Who just came from New York City, by the way, and she has a one-year-old son. But... But That's fine. It's doing... one, not 80. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know. Apparently kids don't even get it. I don't... Uh, Dead air. Yeah, well, how, how does that exist? No, but how does that exist? How do kids... I don't understand. They're just so strong. I guess. I think it speaks towards kids are just generally invulnerable. Yeah. I've always felt that way. Like, they trip all the time. They're like sponges of all the bacteria out there anyways. Their immune systems, I think, are... The strongest. Probably. They go to school with a bunch of other sponges, so they're probably around a whole bunch of other shit all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's good. It's a good thing that kids aren't dying. I guess if you. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, you want to that? Wouldn't it be crazy if only kids were dying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, is it true? In the streets. Is it true that this H one N one shit that happened in like 08 killed like ten thousand people and none of us even knew it was happening? But this is like way not even close to being as severe. Or is that just a fake thing that came across the internet that I read today? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Ask your sister, Brett. (laughs) Get her in here. Uh, Yeah, get her in here. I feel like everybody had these, like, memes of, like, um, like, they were going, like, oh, this isn't that bad. And then it became, oh, it's, yeah, it's probably bad, but it's not as bad as they're saying. And now it's like, oh, it's pretty bad. And now it's like, stock up on all your toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so, it's so easy to lie to people. Someone wrote, uh, posted this on Facebook. They basically posted like a picture of a whiteboard with every single like, um, you know, thing that's spread like SARS and H1N1. And they go, all of these have happened in election years. And they literally post. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And then someone commented on it. They're like, actually and they you know did like they wrote down the years of all of it and none of it was right <laughs> like every one of those was so someone just made that up they just the made it up robotic flag yeah. happened in an election year it's bullshit people just uh, make you know shit what's up crazy and- about that is i saw that and i was like 
That's that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they totally got me. I was like, you know what? That's right, though. That's hilarious. It, it's so easy to be an internet idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the complete mark. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mark. now. I, you know, now it definitely does feel serious. Yeah. We were kind of having fun with to the point where Jordan and I filmed a sketch about these new, our New Yorker characters who yeah. are like talking about coronavirus. And we're like, should we not put it out? Is it too <laughs> serious? But I think we're going to put it out because we don't care. Yeah. I mean, you have a business called cum rags. Yeah. You guys sell literal <laughs> yeah. cum rags. Oh, also, we, uh, plug we, for I should, Hey, uh, hold on. First off, we're trying to better the world one comrade at a time. <laughs> Second off, do we try, can I read to you? We, uh, we wrote today, uh, uh, we're going to send an email to anyone who's purchased a Comrag that says oh a message from Comrags regarding coronavirus. <laughs> yes, you have to do that. That's so fucking funny. Can I read it to you? Yes, please. Yeah. If you don't mind, is that too, is that egotistical or is that self-indulgent? All right. It says, to our Comrags community, I wanted to personally provide you with an update on how we at Comrags are addressing the challenges of the coronavirus, COVID-19. We have valued customers nationwide and know that many of our communities have already been impacted. As you can imagine, during these turbulent times of self-distancing and self-quarantining, masturbation has become a focal point of people's lives in ways never before seen. As such, Comrags have seen our sales skyrocket. Our main goal is keeping our customers and our employees safe. That's why we are urging customers to limit the amount of Comrags they order to three or four. While it may be tempting to give into hysteria and stockpile on Comrags, we recommend responsible rationing in this time of need and fear oh so God. that every family has adequate access to our clean, fresh wanker chiefs. Currently, our suppliers are working around the clock to ensure each comrade order gets to its intended location. We must remember and thank these heroes on the front lines, sacrificing their well-being in order for you and your family to mop come safely. Oh, my God. We have, <laughs> we have reached out to the CDC on the assistance comrade can provide in curtailing this dangerous virus. While they haven't returned our calls, make no mistake, we are ready and willing to play our part. <laughs> Finally, while no government guidelines have yet to be issued regarding the right number of daily masturbation sessions, we recommend our customers find the number that works for them. Personally, I'm a thrice daily masturbator, but since the quarantine, that number has ramped up to six or seven. Just because you're in self-quarantine doesn't mean you need to deprive yourself of self-pleasure. <laughs> For more information, so visit decomrags.com. That's so fucking wow. good, dude. That like that makes me feel good, <laughs> but it's like it's uh, it's just like that's awesome. Yeah, that's my mom is the same way, and that we used to have a dog Stella that like only would like let my mom walk her if you were on a group walk and my mom went ahead and you were holding Stella she would like be like yo this isn't okay like, <laughs> or if my mom stopped and then you kept walking she would eventually stop and like be like nope I need she can't be farther than 20 feet away yeah. and for some reason that's so endearing for a dog but like if every time we logged off this podcast Brett you just stayed on camera waiting for me to come back and be like bro get a life <laughs> it's like how you, you yeah, you're only alive when I'm communicating with you right isn't the rest of your life just revolving around interacting with me I wonder what like, Witch doing right now he's just looking at his phone hoping I text him oh yeah Oh. Panting really hard. <laughs> I feel oh, bad. Oh, oh. I feel bad huh. for being a dog owner sometimes. Like I just think of like, uh, like if we did to, like if uh, somebody did to me what I do to Louie like every day, you know what I mean? Like, well, like stick just, his face in his shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make uh, make a meat. If somebody made me peanut butter off their balls. <laughs> no, but what, what actually, though? No, like, just like, you know, just like literally like 
taking him away from his mom <laughs> and just like raising him and like <laughs> giving him little scraps of meat when it whenever he does tricks. You know what I mean? It's like horrible. It's really horrible when I think about it. Like it makes me feel bad. Dude, it's like especially with like I don't know about the what a miniature schnauzer, right? Yeah. I don't know if their species is as tortured as French bulldogs are, but yeah. literally like French bulldogs, like literally every one of them is artificially inseminated because they can't have sex. Oh. So like, so like that's, that's like literally every single French, like you have French bulldogs only because some woman took the cum of one of it and put it inside <laughs> of another one. like With her hand? With her hand. And just like patted it Jammed in. Jammed like, it in with her just, thumb. Just yeah, and held just it. like get it in. <laughs> and then kept inserting and reinserting, but just to really simulate the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes oh, me. Man. All that stuff makes me feel bad. It makes me feel like uh, that dude from Game of Thrones and like Louis Reek. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like even changing his name is like so fucking awful. That's true. When we bought when we bought Beavis, his name was Goofy. Yeah, and I was like, "What kind of hack name is Goofy? That's so fucking hack." I was like, "His his name's Beavis now," and sure enough, his name's Beavis now. Yeah, I like that you were hard on it, not because it just isn't a name you wanted, but you had to make sure it was hack, like it yeah. wasn't original but, enough. It's, it's like don't name your dog Spot or Fido, like yeah. be a, like have some sort of like. But the thing is, when you're making dogs, just to sell them, though, who gives? I guess who gives a shit? I know. I would just name oh. every dog the same. <laughs> well, I feel like at a kennel, you go to a kennel and you're like, "What are their names?" And they're just like, "Yeah, they just they're uh, the easy names." There's like Lucy, yeah, Karen, Mike, Steve. Like they just name them human names. <laughs> yeah, that they use every litter. That's Steve. You name the, the dog Steve. The name is on like the side of the kennel, and they're just like, "Nah, we just put the new dog in the kennel. We just keep the same name." We're not going to put a new name tag on it. Yeah, I mean, they're all dogs. Are, I mean, yeah, it is a, literally a slave. Like, it is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's subhuman. It's okay to say that. It yeah. is subhuman. But at the same dogs time, though, like, I know French bulldogs were basically, like, invented by humans. But if they weren't, like, that dog, like, my dog would, couldn't exist in nature on its own. Like, oh, dude. My no. dog, with, without me, my dog is, like, completely done. Yes. Yeah. So that is true that at this point, those dogs literally are. There's a reason they're um, completely dependent on you. It's because they're completely dependent (laughs) on you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. If if you let your dog out and really any modern dog, how long would they really be able to fend for themselves? No, my dog would last 10 minutes tops. I think my dog would just like find anybody else. And then just have a good life. <laughs> I, I truly think, I truly think that about Beavis sometimes that it, he doesn't care like that much about us. Like he'll just, yeah. he's fine with another family, easy. But yeah. I think this about dogs. Like I think, like yeah, you're right. You are right. Like you do feed him scraps, and he has a, effectively the same meal every day. And you know he can only be let outside when you allow him to. And uh, but also, like, dogs are so lucky that we chose them or that they chose us. I don't know if they cozied up to us first or we cozied up to them. Because could you imagine if, like, they had chosen a different species to be the one they look up to and idolize? Like, if they had just fucking chosen ostriches as, like, the animal they followed or some shit. Like, they got lucky because we give them a ticket to an easy life, a warm Warmth constantly. Yeah. How weird would it be if every ostrich had a dog? <laughs> 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 it's just like you're watching like Planet Earth and like the ostrich with its Uses miniature schnauzer Louie. <laughs> <laughs> they breed them too. <laughs> the ostrich with the new breed, the Labradoodle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so you know, you're it's your slave dog is lucky <laughs> to have, it's also but like, also it's a slave. <laughs> shit, like I, I went through to, with Beavis that we went through with Beavis. Like there was a time I'm not even exaggerating. He went through a two month period of time where he exclusively only had diarrhea. <laughs> you know how hard it is to walk your dog on the street when it just 
diarrheas all over the sidewalk <laughs> and then you have a fucking plastic bag and you're like yeah. what the fuck am i supposed to do like you just like i don't know how many times i just walked away and pretending it never happened <laughs> i'm like i i can't scoop this into a bag there's just not a practical way to do this <laughs> all these pro- problems with his diet and his, and his he was sick you had to put him in the hospital uh, like all these things so like we've taken care of this little bitch too so that's that is the one way that they are not slaves is that we pick yeah. their poop up so yeah you're you know and I guess you do incur serious expenses to keep them alive, even though they are not naturally occurring in the wild, even a little bit. Yeah, we have a joke in our house where the life expectancy of like a French bulldog is like nine or ten years old. And Beavis is three. So we always like, oh, Beavis is three. So he has another four months left until he reaches his oh my god because like you know how many times like i've walked beavis down the street in brooklyn and like we'll see a person they'll be like oh it's a french bulldog oh my god i love i used to have a french g and you're like oh i can't wait to hear this he had eye cancer and died (laughs) every single one of them is like oh i had a I had a Frenchie. He had PTSD. He came home from Iraq. He killed himself. Like everyone is like, <laughs> like okay, dude. I get it. All right. Let me enjoy my me and my dog's precious time. <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like on yourself, like if you had some sort of ailment and if your brain is powerful enough to make you feel sick, can it like make oh, you feel dude. better? Well, my mom has that ability. She has that. My mom can placebo her way into sickness. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I mean, I'm sure to a degree. I love Wimmer's asking a very interesting question yeah. to people with absolutely no qualifications. Know, really. <laughs> it's like, it's what my, a great these, question. These are my friends, so what do I? <laughs> I have no one else to ask this to. Let me let me answer with, um, as the resident MD of this podcast, since I'm related to the most doctors of yeah. amongst us. Uh, I would imagine, and this is uh, that you can't, you know, brain can only do so much. So if you have malignant cancer, you can't just get rid of that. But you know, I'm sure you can get rid of something a little bit. Well, there's these weird stories that like people like attribute to uh, like God and prayer and stuff of people who basically like miraculously recover without medicine. And you got to wonder, like, because God's definitely not real, but like maybe it's on the brain. I don't know. It sounds like you're starting to maybe believe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe in anything. I like I think about that like I literally don't I don't believe in the god. I don't believe in the devil. I don't I don't believe in any of that shit. To where I'm watching the show right now and it's pretty interesting, but like it's clear that the the main protagonist in the show is just an allegory for the actual devil and I've lost interest because I'm like why can't it <laughs> just be What's the character's lo- name? Corella Deville. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like make him Lucius fur. Yeah, Lucius fur. Yeah. yeah. I I just like it's like to me like make it more plausible. I don't know. I just like some of the shit. I just don't. I think this is all an accident. I like that's. I truly don't even think this is. There's no purpose for any of this. But isn't that even cooler? That like, wow, I am here by accident. That's almost cooler than this was some big dude or woman's plan up in the sky <laughs> that's a character i want to have in a show is their only line is to whenever any people are having a discussion and they say dude they just in the background go or woman and that's their only line and it can be about whatever it it's can be even if they're talking about like serial killers yeah and this our woman, <laughs> but yeah, That's isn't that cooler though? Wit, I don't want to, you know, maybe I'm helping your mental psychosis out. What I'm saying yeah. is, life is worth it. Well, I just don't like. 
<laughs> I like, like when I when I tell people I believe in nothing and I don't think there's a heaven or a hell or a god or a, a devil, I think people pity me. They're like, "Oh my god, dude! Like that's so sad." But I'm like, "No, no it's not. It's like it's just it. it's just like you you have life and you live life, and then when you die, you disappear forever. Like people are so egotistical that they can't imagine the Earth without them on it, and the Earth is fucking five billion years old or whatever the whole eight billion years old or whatever the fuck old it is. Yeah, it's I know. like. It's like the whole, the whole fuck. You're a blink, if anything, in the whole existence of everything. Like you're insignificant as fuck, dude. You know what a good, great, a uh, great taste of that, like that idea is early on that I think we all encounter. Going back to your high school, even like two years after you graduated, yeah. shit has changed, and there are teachers there that you go up to. Oh, hi, uh, Mr. Elsley, and they're like. What's up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, that happened to me. That I mean, happened to me. Yeah. When I was a senior in high school, I had an English teacher named Mr. Davis, and he was like the the the, the quintessential like teacher that like I don't know, like you Robin you, Wayne's like, people, in Dead Poet Society. Like yes, oh, exactly. Captain, my captain, stand in exactly. your desk. I love you. Yeah. I, I literally two years later I went to a football game and he was at the football game and I walk up to him and I go, Hey Mr. Davis, and he looked at me. And he just like clearly didn't know who I was, and I was like, I had you um, a couple years ago, uh, advanced English, and he's like, okay, <laughs> like literally like and, and I, I, I was just like, I don't know, it's nice seeing you, man, and I just left. Like the guy who made the big impact on me he was like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. He's like, I, you know, I couldn't call you a douche back then, but I can now. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. You I would know, have preferred uh, him to remember me and think I was a douchebag than to completely forget <laughs> I existed. <laughs> I had an encounter on those when I was back in Kansas City for a friend's wedding recently. Um, after the, we- the the priest of the wedding was a man named Father Al, who was the priest of my grade school. Um, and, uh, I haven't been to the, back to that grade school in, I don't know, ever. I don't think you really are like, oh, babe, you got to see my grade school. (laughs) So, but I saw the priest that I had had in grade school and I thought it would be funny to go up to him. Like he should know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I said to him, like, I was like, oh, Hey, father Al. (laughs) It's me. And he just had a moment where he was like, oh, hey, how you doing? He's like, wait, when he's I, doing the math in his head like, did I fuck that kid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, is, this, is this one of the ones I gave sage advice to or one of the ones I fucked? I can't remember. <laughs> Yeah, the latter. Um, <laughs> so like you. Yeah, exactly. Like that's really funny. Like there's no, like that doesn't happen in movies really. You know, like they don't like write somebody as like the good guy of the movie, but you're watching and you're like, "Fuck this guy. I'm going to start rooting for the bad guy on purpose." Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple movies. There's a couple movies where like the bad guy kind of overtakes. It. Not maybe not necessarily the bad guy, but like <clears throat> even like the Freddy Krueger movies where like Freddy was always the bad guy, and then by the fourteenth one, he's just like the star of it, and you want to see all the kids get killed yeah. while he says funny <laughs> shit. <laughs> that is really funny how that started. Like they literally were like, "Here's a pedophile." <laughs> 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 you're absolutely right. by the fifth movie you're just like go pedophile <laughs> <laughs> they're like actually we we find that people like watching all these idiot teenagers get killed so we're gonna make freddy the good guy <laughs> that's really funny it's all from the first one, you're like, oh, fuck. But then the eighth one, you're like, go kill some people. <laughs> <laughs> Slash some throats. Oh, that's fucking hilarious, dude. 
Yeah, there's a couple. That's really funny because they didn't they, like it wasn't like that for like Jason. Like Jason was like terrifying and like you hated him and you're like every movie you're like get him fucking somebody shoot him no yeah. you idiot the keys are not there don't go up st-. but like Freddy Krueger you're just like enjoying watching all these people get killed. Yeah, well with the Jason movies they like started. I, I mean, all these movies start off as, like, horror movies, and then they, like, for some reason in the mid-'80s or whatever, like, by the time they got to, like, the fourth or fifth of these movies, they just leaned into the comedy. So, like, Jason would be, like, in New York. Jason takes New York as one of them. And then yeah. like, there's always, like, the black guy in the first scene who's like, yo, man, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like they always have that dude. Yo, that dude's got a big ass knife. Like just saying <laughs> obvious shit, <laughs> and they just like lean into little... the comedy. Yeah, that's so fun. Like if you watch Freddy vs. Jason, right. there's like this uh, Freddy vs. Jason. There's like a stoner, and like he's just so stereotypically stoner that like they made him so stereotypical that you want to see him get killed. Like you just go like, oh, I can't wait to. See how Freddy kills him in like stoner yeah. ways, like makes him smoke too much weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm dying laughing at. But I feel like when they have those ones where two epic movie evil characters, yeah. one of them ends up being the heel and the other is the baby face. Yeah, like Predator, Alien versus Predator. Yeah. They have it where you're like, yo, go Predator, like fuck up to Alien. Right. Because the Predator is a little more human. Like it's a little yeah. bit closer to resembling us. I'm going to watch that because I never saw that. Oh, yeah, really? I don't know. I, I didn't see it either, but I think Predator was always one of those like it like had it was it was kind of like there would always be like a, a part in a Predator movie where the Predator like showed some for lack of a better word, humanity towards like, like isn't like the one with the uh, ever since the one with Arnold, like the second one with Danny Glover, didn't like the predator, like save Danny Glover at the end or some shit. Whereas aliens are just these just fucking like, yeah. parasite creatures with no personalities. that just yeah. need to go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But you just seem impressionistic to the alien versus predator propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> The aliens actually misunderstood. Yeah, if the aliens, if the predators would get out the aliens' homeland, I mean, there wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Dude, D, uh, my girlfriend and I, we recently started rewatching Avatar. Well, yeah. I've never seen it. I've never seen oh, it. Oh, really? So she's rewatching yeah. it, and I'm watching Avatar. And, um, you know, it's so fun to watch because it's so. Everything is so on the nose. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the thing I love is the military guy. The military bad guy is the most military bad guy person in any movie ever. It's like there's like no subtlety. There is no subtlety. He's like, and then the business guy is like, we got to get rich and fuck these natives. I don't give yeah. a fuck. <laughs> And the military bad guy's like, I just like killing them. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should have called. They should have called the business guy. His name should have been Mister Businessman. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, so. Funny. And then Sigourney Weaver's like the typical like liberal scientist who like Jane Goodall scientist. Like fucking yeah. relax. Yeah, I, but that's why it's. I want. To, Blockbuster, it's okay to make that movie, and yeah. that movie is so fun because yeah. you're like, all right, I'm on board. These are the most exaggerated stereotypes of their characterizations possible. It's that basically it's like, like rate. Um, it's ra- it's basically rated R Pocahontas. Yeah, it's the most. Yeah. It is to me. That's one of the most movie movies of all time. Like it's such a movie, <laughs> dude. There's a part in it where the bad, the big bad general literally goes like, "We need to get out there." Unlike these limp dick scientists, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Limp dick scientists." Uh-huh. <laughs> like the dialogue in that movie it was like written by an egg on Twitter like, 
they need to make that comedy version where like that is the type of guy who like eats like snorts gas station erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> they really should just make a but movie. No, about Brad, it. that gives them. That gives the character too much complexity. Where they're like, "Oh, why is he snorting those pills? Is he does he is he compensating for something?" We so don't I'm need gonna... that much. Com- we don't need that much complexity. He's just bad guy. That's his name in the movie. His name is Bad Guy. There's <laughs> yeah, businessman. There's Mister Businessman. There's bad guy. <laughs> it's also confusing because the main character is in a wheelchair, and that's yeah. like the thing. But you're like, "All right, so that guy's in a wheelchair." And he has the ability to transmute his identity into another body that they engineered to mimic another species, and yet they didn't get him bionic legs. <laughs> <laughs> like he's in a fucking wheelchair, and they can create a fucking life form, and yeah. then put a human into it, and they can't just get him the blades that that. Wheelchairs what? are the only thing that hasn't evolved in the future of Avatar. It's the only piece of equipment that's not Somebody. gotten better. It's still yeah. like the same exact wheelchair from like 1983. It's like yeah. rubber tires, like spokes and everything. Like they didn't even like modernize the wheelchair in any way at all. You know what's so funny about that script too, about the leading uh the leading guy in that is that they gave him like five things that you would give to one character in any other movie. Like he's a veteran with no legs whose brother died. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you had one of those in a movie, that'd be enough for your leading character to be sympathetic. <laughs> what also what happened to that he's actor? Also like struggling with his sexuality. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and he's an orphan. That's really that, weird because he that like, actor makes no sense. Like I I has he in anything else? Like wasn't he in like a Terminator movie, maybe? Yeah, yeah. He was in Terminator. He was in Wrath and a Clash of the Titans and stuff, but like uh, if you think about like, okay, Avatar was the number one box office movie of all time for a period. Yeah, and like the next one before that was another James Cameron movie, which is Titanic, which is Leo. Yeah. So like Leo took that and made became Leo. This dude took that the best actor of all time. Yeah, and and this dude just like he's just gonna do more Avatar movies. Yeah, in his defense. He's still doing Avatar movies. <laughs> That's very true. Oh my! Sometimes politics. I, George W. Bush is an interesting person because I feel like he obviously the nepotism and his father and connections there, but I feel like he was just a, a guy that in the politics cir- circles people just kind of loved him. Like he's just a fun loving. He's the only guy that I think's ever been like that guy, like that guy, his way into the presidency. Yeah. Just like, oh, that, that, that guy. guy. Oh. Ah. No, Millen, Millen Fillmore. That <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> he could drink you under the table. <laughs> and come over here and everybody take off their wigs and we're going to drink we're gonna drink some ale. And Fillmore <laughs> was the one. He was the Baron Hound. Yeah, Miller Fillmore. He also would like. He, he was the life of the party, but he didn't make you feel weird if you weren't a drinker. <laughs> like he was cool about it. Dude, he was such a great guy. <laughs> we need one, we need another president like Millard Fillmore. We really do. I read this thing about Kennedy, by the way, and apparently, and this is like. You never know what's true or not what's not true, but apparently, like, you know how they declassify information over a period of time? Yeah. So according to – I can't remember if it was a documentary or what, but apparently, like, this woman who ended up dead, by the way, uh, she, like, infiltrated – she was fucking Kennedy, basically, and he had a whole bunch of mistresses. He was fucking Kennedy, and her – she was trying to get him to do drugs, like uh, acid, because in her mind, she thought that if she could get him to do acid – it would like awaken him and make him like uh, like aware of like what r- reality really is, and he would like be a really great president. So apparently, this woman like infiltrated the White House, was just fucking Kennedy and like feeding him drugs, trying to get him to do all this shit. So um, who knows? <laughs> but uh, that's I, I did hear that. Attract. That's an attractive woman privilege. You know how hard it is to infiltrate yeah. the White House as yeah, just none guy. of us could do it. There's no chance, but a hot chick, hot chick, dude. That was uh, honeypot, right? 
Mary Pinchot Meyer uh, yep. is linked forever to that of President J.F. Kennedy, for whom she was one lover among many, but not like others. And when she was killed on the town path of what was then a derelict canal at the edge of the nation's capital in uh, 1964, a shot in the head and a shot next to the heart 11 months after Kennedy was murdered. Her story quickly folded. So weird. So what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. After they killed him, they killed her. It's almost like something was going on. <laughs> there also a point, though, early in his career where he was kind of in love with i want to say a spy he's, is that he's right like, I, I, I want i'm almost positive that oh it was melissa mccarthy's character from spy <laughs> <laughs> that's that she movie was fucking kennedy dude you didn't know that <laughs> everybody knows that come on I, I could be wrong but i mean you know joe kennedy his father like mm-hmm. everything that was going on in the kennedy political career it's supposed to be his older brother joseph that died in a plane crash but yeah, they, he was supposedly Kennedy was involved with somebody that was, a, you know, was suspected of being a spy. Hmm. Right. Before, before he was senator or as he was running for Senate. Yeah. Papa Kennedy was also a huge Nazi symbol. Uh, sympathizer. Uh, sympathizer. Hmm. Yeah. He apparently had a whole bunch of money uh, involved with uh the nazis in germany and shit and he was also a big bootlegger so he was like a gangster and they yeah. say like they like one of the only conspiracies that really makes sense to me is that the mafia took out jfk because um it's it's basically understood that um his dad basically worked he used his uh gangster mafia connections to get him elected like they did a lot of election rigging and they did like they got the unions to vote for him and promise and all this shit but then as soon as they got elected they want they severed ties with him and basically were like nah we're not gonna fucking be and then his brother started fucking with um what's his name the guy in michigan uh uh, the the biggest union head at the time and uh basically the mafia was like all right this guy's gotta go and they fucking whacked him they that that's the one of the conspiracy theories is that the mafia whacked kennedy Jimmy yeah, and it makes sense the way it worked because a lot of times in mafia hits, they, they the person who pulled the trigger would end up dead the next day. Like, there's a lot of shit like that. And um, Jack Ruby was also in the mob too. Yeah, uh, well, he so, was, like, and he was the one who killed him. He was very loosely connected. Like, mm. I've read a lot of. I, I always believe for the longest time that there was conspiracy, and I've read a lot of. I probably read seven or eight books about that topic mm-hmm. alone. And I've kind of reached the conclusion that it was a lone nut. This, as weird as it sounds with all the contradictory stuff, people want to attach a greater significance to something that uh, like that. It could have just been this loser you know, that, that defected to Russia. It couldn't have just been him alone. The, the forensic evidence, when, when they set up the rifles, and they, it, it couldn't have been done at that time. Every, every conspiracy theory can be debunked by science for the most part let me ask you this so the the generally like known killer is lee harvey oswald right like at least the accepted mm-hmm. was it him or was it someone else do you think he was like a, a string up man or a fall guy i believe he acted alone um he had i i actually read a couple books you know that really dove deeply into his personality and he wanted to be famous. He wanted to, you know, make something, make a political statement. He was very involved in freedom for Cuba. And Kennedy was a target for him. And his mother, he tried to kill a general the week before. He shot yeah, yeah. him you know, and almost killed a, a high-ranking general. So what's the next step? Oh, the president's coming to town? <laughs> so it's not that far-fetched. And some of the... He was out and about after trying to kill a general. Yeah, he well, yeah. they didn't know it was him until after Kennedy, after uh, the Kennedy thing. So basically, this this high ranking general was basically attempted to get shot. It was like the same bullets from the same gun. So basically, they uh, okay, and they put Oswald near the area, or whatever. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, I think I think it was Oswald too. Um, whether he had help or not, I don't know for sure. One of the um, biggest conspiracy theory guys who worked on it, who used to be like an investigator. He published like the last conspiracy theory his of what happened before he died to kind of uh, account for like the randomness of it. Yeah, and they talked about the different 
wounds in Kennedy and how like everybody talked about a second shooter. And this guy came up with this kind of like oh, you could almost believe it because it's so like it, it gives them a motive to cover it up. Basically, what it was is Oswald started shooting and then one of the guys in the, the, the car right behind Kennedy panicked and like picked up his gun and accidentally fired. And then that hit Kennedy in the back of the head. And that was the because uh, there's another there's like a ballistics yeah. report that doesn't match the other ones. And then they rushed to the hospital and they wouldn't allow autopsies. It would kind of make sense if like this this Secret Service guy like <laughs> accidentally killed the president. Or, like, dude, they can't know about this. Like, it was, it was uh, Oswald. It was Oswald. <laughs> it was Oswald, dude. Because it's like they had the shooter and they he tried to kill him. So they're like, that's good enough for us. Like, yeah. we we can't. We're not going to say he was fired upon and then accidentally we shot the president. Like, it almost makes sense why there was so much secrecy behind it because like yeah. they were just covering their asses. And that Jim, can- you owe us big time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what were we saying, Dan? That that could be because, and like the main wound that we see Kennedy shoot his arms up like that went through his neck, neck. and then went into uh, Connolly, the governor that was of Texas that was sitting in the front seat. Yeah, and, and like they said, when you watch the Zapruder film, it looks like the back of his head is blown out. So. Yeah. I, never heard that theory before nick and that's kind of interesting but you know what makes sense too about it is the guy the gun that the the guy behind kennedy was was um holding was like a m16 or an m4 which they have a a famous round what's called the tumbling round and it's basically designed to brutally injure people on the battlefield so when you shoot somebody the bullet penetrates the person and then it starts or as the bullets firing in the air it kind of starts tumbling into itself so basically instead of a bullet firing straight it's like going in circles like gyrating and when it hits somebody it just tears the shit out of their insides and that causes them to be basically not dead but like really fucked up and like it making it to where like you have to run out on the battlefield to drag them away type of shit so like the the, the bullet Real quick, of course, Whitmer is sharing insights he was taught when he was four years old. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Brett, you're joking, but you're that's 100 percent true. <laughs> I did learn about the tumbling round when I was about seven. <laughs> so, son, this is a tumbling round. What about the alphabet? <laughs> Fuck the alphabet. <laughs> so, anyway, the the whole magic bullet theory doesn't really hold up when you're talking about this Italian rifle, but with this crazy tumbling round, it kind of would make sense that it hit Kennedy, especially because it hit him in like the back of the neck, which is like a a kind of a tender area of the body. It probably went straight through his neck and then into the governor or the guy in front of him, whoever the fuck that was. The magic, the magic bully theory, bullet bully, the magic (laughs) bullet theory in its own doesn't hold up because of the way the seats in the limousine were situated. Connolly was in more. It wasn't a straight line. Connolly wasn't sitting directly in front of Kennedy. He was seated more towards the inside of the vehicle. So when it went through Kennedy's neck, that's how it hit Connolly in the shoulder and then came out and hit him in the wrist. Mm. Like they, they, they do laser studies from the window and with dummies. And yeah, that's like the way the bullet would have traveled straight through. If you, if you, uh, if you look closely at the Zapruder film, you can see the uh, Secret Service agent going, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and then one of his fellow agents hits him on, on the head with a hammer. <laughs> you just shot the president. Boing. With eyes. <laughs> I think it was the Bruno film. You can even see like the curly, curly, like doing the spin around. <laughs> <laughs> The Zaberta film clearly shows that in the limousine or in the car behind them, it was actually the Marx Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. This Zaberta guy, did he go on to make any other films? <laughs> Just like the, everybody in the industry, he came out of the porn. He came back. He, you know, went down the porn. And this is not the Kennedy. <laughs> he made a parody. This is not the Kennedy assassination. with those old games how stupid is that like i noticed that with like the madden games yeah like there's a madden game where like you could 
literally like <clears throat> upload all of your like mu- music to your Xbox, mm-hmm. and then while you're in the game playing, like the music that goes over the the PA right. system in a game was like your own customized songs, yeah. and you could pick what songs there were when you scored a touchdown. They had like the EA game face where you could literally take a picture of your face and it would like create a character. Yeah. And this is like fucking 10, 15 years ago where the games had way more capabilities. Now, if you buy Madden, it's like, it fucking blows. I mean, I'm well documented t- talking shit why about Why did it hit me? But like, what? Why do they took not? away everything? They took away everything. They stripped everything down. And I, I have a theory because Madden in particular, there used to be two games. 2K had a football game and Madden had a football game. Well, Madden somehow signed rights where they were like the only, they're the only uh, people allowed to make a video game with the NFL's rights in them. So like the Uh NFL 2K games, which had better presentation and all these other things, they just got rid of it. They, Mm. the competition. So they never, Madden has never had to compete with another football game since like 2005. So like, like, yeah, like NFL Blitz, there was like, like Xbox had Xbox franchise, it was called NFL Fever, Nintendo had like Mm -hmm. NFL Quarterback Club, there was all these different NFL games that you could pick from and like, some were better than others, some had this, but you would you would play the and Madden was just one of them. Madden wasn't necessarily the best version of any of those games. Mm -hmm. Like, the the 2k games were always my favorite in particular. But since 05 Madden got the rights EA got the rights to, to exclusive NFL rights somehow right. and and they just re-upped that shit too so like oh yeah they're, they, cause they're, they're like we you know we'll like, pay more work less yeah. hard no yeah. one else can yeah. come in I, I'm gonna try and buy the rights to stand up comedy so that like I'm <laughs> nice. the only one who can do stand up comedy yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm automatically like you know even when I suck I'm like I'm still the best comic alive <laughs> Yeah, that happens Dude, to the, like the uh, wrestling. That happens mm-hmm. to the um, wrestling games so much so that like um, the last uh, WWE game, Two K Twenty, was so bad and so full of glitches that they they stopped like make like they have they took a year off because it was so <laughs> yeah. bad. Well, the thing is, it's like uh, these companies just they have to come out with a new title every year. Yeah. So they don't really have time to fix shit. So like all they all they are is just like a roster update, basically. Right. Yeah, but it's like, how, how do they not have time? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's, what do they do for a living? Like, like there is like there are so many things. Like when I watch when I watch a Madden game, like there are so many things that, in my opinion, would be so easy just to make it better. Like small little thing. Like for instance, when you play Madden to this day, Madden twenty twenty, whatever the fuck it is, the the people in the stands are like those paper people who, and who just like they're expressionless and they just like, how much effort would it be just to make 10 unique people and then just control V to the whole stadium. (laughs) And they're all wearing like authentic gear that you can probably license and get money from. And then like, just like how hard is that to do? Like I had the idea in 2005 and they, no one does it. Why? The, it's just cause they don't have to. It's I, lazy. I could, uh, I, I will just say that like in terms of like doing stuff like that, just coming from a dude who makes preschool games all day, it's like every little change you make affects everything else. So if you want to make a small change in something, it takes a lot. And then you have to QA that process and make sure there's no bugs in it and all, all sorts of stuff. It's like, it is, I understand. It seems like, like, why can't you just do this? But it, there's like a world of like annoying shit. Let me that ask goes with making and a new furthermore, change. So, so why isn't, so can I, I got a question. Wait, is there, if I ask it? Yeah. Furthermore, <laughs> go, go, why go. isn't your cartoon Christian future hall of famers in 3d? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well here's, here's the big difference. There. Well, here's the big difference yeah. is Christian's just a guy. EA is like a fucking million That's dollar true. company who makes millions of dollars every year. Well, and my, my, my retort that. to that would be like the, the reason my retort well yeah he could if, you know if he, he probably will if he applied day. himself <laughs> if i pick myself up from my bootstraps <laughs> but my point is is like if you're ea you have a team who just does madden yeah what else are they gonna do like they've never gotten to that and if the reason why they can't do it is because like they're like it'll be annoying 
well then fuck you like charge less money for your shitty product then yeah. like because it's annoying that i paid 60 dollars for a roster it, it, update, here's the you question lazy motherfuckers how many have you uh how many manas have you bought so there's been all said and done i believe with like special editions, there's probably been close to 25 Maddens. Mm. I would estimate that I've probably owned 10 to 12, maybe half mm. would be my guess. See, I stopped buying. I buy like, I'll go to like EA or something or EA GameStop mm-hmm. and, um, and I'll just buy like Madden 2014 because I don't follow football. So it does not matter who's on the team to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll just, I just want to play a football game. So I just buy like yeah. the 2014 edition. And then I'm like, Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. Who's like a retired guy. Like, Oh, Peyton Manning's <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll play him. But, yeah. Um, well, are you, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Wait, but, uh, are, 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 oh, sorry. No, I just want to say one th- quick thing. The thing that's annoying about those games is like you put them on and there's like 20 minutes of like choices you need to make before you can even play the game whatsoever. They're like, hey, just read this like legal document for 10 minutes. And then like, do you want to upload your picture? I'm like, no, I really just want to play. I just want to play a football game. Like, cool. Who's your team? <laughs> like, I don't have a team. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Whitmer, you might be able to answer. In modern, like modern era Maddens, are you like when you do like create a player career mode? Are you allowed to like you know protest and kneel during the anthem? <laughs> no, because that would be a level of detail that EA uh, would be too lazy to incorporate. <laughs> I think they should add. They that. did this thing where like in the last one where like you created a player, yeah. um, and you were, like you it's called face of the franchise mode. And like they literally try to make it real for the you're like in college and then you go to the pros and shit. But um, it's just like you get text messages on your phone from like the players and the coaches. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. just like they put they put 15 minutes of work into it. <laughs> it's like they're literally like, OK, so the guy's got a phone. He gets texts from his coaches. So every week at week three. He gets a text from his coach that says, hey, we have a bye week next week. Do you want to take a rest or do you want to practice more? And then the other one is, is like anytime you play a certain player on the opposing team, you automatically get a text. And it's like, I'm going to fuck you up this week, bro. And you're like, no, bro. And it's just like at, after the initial two times or three times that happens – it's literally you're just answering text messages from a robot that doesn't exist. And you're just like, what am I – what is the point? Like you don't even benefit. You just don't answer. Like you could just not answer and it doesn't affect anything. It's if you, so dumb. If you beat the game on like hard mode, Brett Favre starts sending you dick pics. <laughs> that's, that's an unlockable in the yeah. game. Um, that's fucking hilarious that like it is funny that you're shit talking a, a robot <laughs> i'm gonna fuck yeah. you up dude no i'm gonna fuck you up oh yeah <laughs> i'll see you out there you're like, sets, yeah i fucking showed him sets uh, the difficulty level to like 100 if you talk too much shit <laughs> yeah 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 it's just like that would be a that'd be an upgrade at least it meant something yeah. I, you know, I, I always loved as a kid putting the difficulty level on just super easy mm-hmm. and then uh, scoring, you know, roughly 180 yeah. touchdowns in a game. And then like, <laughs> I would well, I, I won the MVP trophy <laughs> off of one game. <laughs> I used to love that. You set the like you set the um, like your passing ability to like 1000 <laughs> percent and then like every 100 yard pass makes it. <laughs> <laughs> You pass from the yeah. kickoff. <laughs> There's yeah. literally no thrill in that. It would be like beating. It would be like beating yourself in arm wrestling. You're like, what? <laughs> like, cool. You won. Like, oh, but you don't know. No thrill. No, it's so satisfying to just fucking own that robot. That tap shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. You think you're good? Watch me fucking run for 900 yards. <laughs> throw for another 500. 
My quarterback's the fastest player on the field. I know. <laughs> 17 spins. I, I also, my quarterback is a perfect prototype human who's a hunter on everything. I also put him at linebacker. He's playing. He's doing double duty, both sides of the ball in the NFL as a quarterback. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, what's that? What's, oh God, I'm so dumb with. I'm so done with football that like even trying to figure out the name Peyton Manning took me a second. But um, <laughs> uh, what's the thing where, where if you're a, on defense, you can't um, hit anybody before the bell or the whistle offsides or offsides. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 used to, yeah. I used to turn off offsides like a motherfucker and just wait, <laughs> like just wait <laughs> by the <quarterback. laughs> and just tackle him as soon as the uh, whistle rang. Hike, bam. <laughs> the other team is like, ref, that's gotta be. I don't know. <laughs> they took it out of the end of that rule. Like, oh no, that's not a rule. That's not a rule anymore. Sorry. <laughs> He can do that, and it's like the funny thing is, is like the computer. When you're playing, the computer can't do that. You yeah. turn it off. It's like the computer isn't aware that the offside is off. So, like, how funny would it be if they were doing that to you? Too? Oh, I would love it. Uh, uh, that's the XFL. That's shit. yeah. I think that would be the move for like a company when the XFL comes back as the rock bought it, that the move would be to like create a amazing football game using the XFL players and teams. Yeah. And like bring back all those creative player modes and stuff. Cause then you could compete with Madden without having to use the NFL. You could use the XFL. Yeah. That would be a good idea. Here's what the XFL should do. Are you ready? Open tryouts for every team. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think men would go, every man would go like, <laughs> yeah, right, I know. I could do, do I, that. I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll like all a little, I might as well try. <laughs> like, yeah. I, dude, that would be how like, much, like we would all watch the XFL if we knew someone in it. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's really like, dumb. <laughs> exactly. If I was like, dude, Brett, if I was like, Brett's cousin is in the XFL, dude, I'm watching <laughs> the game. I've never met your cousin. Don't know who that is. Yeah, but yeah. I'm watching because because I'm like, I have skin in the game now. I'm exactly. Like, Brett's cousin. Like, like, do you want, does, should the XFL just be, you know, basically NFL, almost just like players who, for whatever reason, weren't able to make the NFL maybe yeah. just slightly less good. NFL light. Yeah, that's not that yeah. fun. We have that. Like, there's already that great version. But what about a fucking league of kind of athletic middle-aged to young men? <laughs> like, make it a fucking men's league. Do the yeah. best the best normal guys, but maybe even not. Maybe tryouts are a little bit arbitrary, and it's like, fuck it. This guy sucks, but he's on the team because he's entertaining too. Yeah. It would be yeah. like a. Well, you would be. Go ahead, Christian. It would be like American Idol in 2004. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. Like, I really think I could be a football player. And then they do the tryout, and you're like, wow, you didn't have a shot at all. That was awful. <laughs> like, they run a. I don't even know. I'm not even going to try to make an example. It was like when you were playing in sports, we talked about it. Like when you played sports in like PE and it was like boy, girl order and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, that's an interesting comment to make uh, a concept of forming a team around. Like, what if you had like, it's 11 people on the side of the ball and 10 of them are like, they belong there. But then one guy just does it. Yes. <laughs> it's like you have to. And then that one guy is like a person who like somehow American idled his way into being able to play on the field. And then you're like, dude, can this fucking, you know, guy who works at fucking KFC usually during the day can he like crack it can he like be competent on the field can he be like a running back for like a couple plays a game <laughs> that'd be kind of fun you have to you have to make you you have to like work a regular guy job to get in the league yeah like, like that yeah that's like an nfl rule and you know whatever however we define that it has to be a regular guy job and yeah no i don't yeah no, that'd be great for the commentator. Like Johnny Unitas, like worked at UPS on the off season or something like that. But like, yeah. it would be great if uh, the commentators were like, "Well, Ricky Starks, the quarterback for the Miami, uh, Miami, Miami, is not here because he hasn't gotten off work yet. He couldn't get, he couldn't get the day off. He's uh, he's watching the kids while his wife is at her friend's uh, baby shower. So uh... substituting <laughs> will be Brett Rabel." <laughs> 
in his first snap in uh, nine years. Uh, <laughs> last was the Ravel Family Thanksgiving nine years ago. Flag football game. <laughs> <laughs> it would be entertaining to watch real people play. Yeah. I kind of think, because, yeah, you just want other men who are ridiculously jacked, but just like yeah. run four 740s instead of four 540s. No. It would actually be amazing because then, like, you see regular Joes on the field playing or whatever. It would inspire so many people on the couch, like, I could fucking do that. Fuck that, man. Let me in there. And then they would try out. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty amazing. I would say that the rules would be like you can have your normal roster, but you have to have one guy who plays quarterback for at least ten plays, and he has to throw forward passes on half of those plays, yeah. and it has to be just like me. Like, it has to just be a guy who hasn't played in years and hasn't glory. Because yeah. like that's what every like every guy has that that like oh, I could have played professional. And then you get yeah. up there when you get older, and you're like, <clears throat> like I'm 32, I'm gonna be 33. And the funny thing is, is like um, that is old for some sports now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just weird to think that. And it's weird to watch sports. And like I'm watching people who are like 24 or 25, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I'm older than them because they're just way bigger and stronger than me. Right. <laughs> so like I'm watching a 22 year old who and I'm like, oh, that guy, that guy's like an adult. I'm yeah, 10 years it, older than that. No, that is, and that's well, that relates to why sports isn't as magical once you're an adult. Because you realize this guy has just done everything he can to avoid working an office job to get there. So it's just like they're they're not (laughs) mythical. Like when you're a kid, 10 years old. I mean, I even looked up to like high school soccer players when I was like eight or nine. Yeah. Like I went to the high school soccer camp and I was like, oh, my God, you know, Brendan Matthews. Oh, my God. It's like. Because they're just bigger and you idolize them. But, you know, when you're an adult. I don't know, man. They're just normal people. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny, though, because, like, your perception of some of those kids, like, I remember I played uh, Parks and Rec basketball, and there was a player on our team who was just kind of, like, bigger, and, like, he was one of those kids who hit puberty, like, two years earlier than everybody else. So, like, he had, like, an after, you know, a fucking five o'clock shadow and he was at a deep voice. But he's playing with 12-year-olds who just, like, haven't yet. So, <laughs> this kid's, like, this kid is just, like, kind of physically dominating. But he wasn't even that good. Yeah. But, like, I, I, everybody held him in such regard because, like, he was, like, a man. But, like, now that my nephews are kind of older <clears throat> and you hear someone, like, talk about, like, baseball teammates. And I've been, gone to a few games and they're, like, oh, that's that's Kyle. Kyle's really good. And you watch him, you're, like. No, he's what just 45. That, that, that kid just has a fucking deeper voice now. Like, that's all it is, dude. Like, he, he's not actually that good at all. Like, you're better than him. It'd be great if that one kid you played with is still playing. He's like a grown man on the yeah. field. He just never gave up. Uh, that would be cool yeah. for the XFL. And this would be a cathartic thing for America. Instead of like a Pro Bowl or like an All-Star game, they have like just black players versus white players. Like one game. (laughs) And it's just like that solves race for the year. (laughs) It's like bragging rights for everybody. That would be really funny. Like the way we have – I mean think about how war is basically like the the ultimate version of contest. Like people die and like two armies can fight and the winner – of those armies gets to like dictate the terms of what happens. Like, it'd be funny to be like, we're going to come up with all this police reform. And if the black team wins, they pass all that. Mm-hmm. But white people, you can come out with all these tax loopholes for rich people. <laughs> and, if, and if the white people win, they get those tax things. And then, like, then we're like, Oh shit. No, <laughs> but here's the way it goes is the black team would win. And then they'd be like, yeah, we're going to go with the white stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we know, but every, every black player is being drug tested. Uh, <laughs> one of them, just one player has weed in their yeah. system out of 60. And they're like, ah, DQ, I mean, DQ. Uh, I'm sorry. It's the rules. Um, you know, we really wanted to enact change, but they didn't. <laughs>